Hi, my name is Caitlin Malinowski, and I am your host of the IAUG Insider Podcast, the home of exclusive interviews with Avaya and IAUG industry leaders on the latest telecommunications news, trends, and best practices. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the IAUG Insider Podcast. Today, we got the opportunity to chat with James Taylor, Avaya's Director of Business Development. James and I discussed everything you need to know about the recent partnership between Avaya and IBM. Enjoy. Hi, James. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Caitlin. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate uh, you having me and giving me the opportunity to, to talk to everybody about uh, this, this great strategic alliance we have, uh, we have going between Avaya and, and IBM. Yeah, perfect. Great lead-in. So give me some background. Tell me kind of what the deal is with this, this strategic partnership with IBM. Yeah, so it's interesting. Uh, just as a as a quick introduction to myself, because not everybody. I've only been with Avaya for for about a year, but I am uh, assigned uh, to the IBM uh, Strategic Alliance for Avaya. Uh, I've been working on the relationship for uh, a little over a year now, um, but but uh, we've got several members on on the team that have been working on the the relationship for two or three years at least. Um, and the relationship is is really interesting in that it's it's twofold. Uh, first, uh, as as was announced, um, Avaya has chosen IBM as a, a cloud supplier, and what that means is is IBM uh, provides uh, compute as a service, infrastructure as a service, from its global data centers to expand Avaya's cloud reach. So uh, the ready now. Uh, global footprint uh, is largely based on on the IBM cloud. Obviously, Avaya's got some some data centers in the U.S. that they leverage, um, but but anything outside of the U.S. we leverage uh, the the IBM data centers uh, for uh, you know specifically compute and infrastructure as a service among you know among other things. Um, what we've what we've deployed in those in those data centers is Avaya software for uh, UC as a service or unified communications as a service, as well as uh, CC as a service or contact center as a service. So this uh, this gives uh, this gives both Avaya and IBM uh, a global offer and a global footprint for you know Avaya's uh, market leading UC and CC as a service offers. Um, and so it's 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 really exciting you know for for really both. I think for both Avians and IBMers alike, because uh, what we've done is is really um, enabled uh, both both companies to go out and and reach into their their customers and and reach into new customers and and uh, have a have a, a cloud first conversation and provide the end users the ability to to move their services into the cloud. So it's it's a really exciting time I think for both Avaya and IBM. And, and the uh, strategic partnership. Awesome. So, um, what's the difference really between this and the Ring Central partnership? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. So, 
Um, and, and you know, from a Ring Central perspective, obviously that's a that's a very uh, a very early um, relationship for us. You know, but uh, you know, as I understand it, you know, Via will offer uh, you know the Ring's uh, Ring Central. Uh, we'll call it a Via Cloud Office. Uh, I think it, it's called Ring Central Cloud Office uh, on the Ring side. Via Cloud Office, which will be a, a, a multi-tenant public cloud um, offer, you know, for um, you know, essentially um, unified communications as a service type um, end users who don't require a, a ton of features, right? So. It's it's public cloud and it's it's uh, you know it's it's got the 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 form of UC and and uh, it's it but it's uh, it's not quite as as uh, feature rich as say the the UC offer or the private cloud offer running inside of of the IBM cloud. So it just gives another gives us another flavor. It gives our customers and our end users another option um, for deploying. You know different types of of UC endpoints and leveraging uh, different clouds. What kind of impact will this have? Will this have any impact on current customers, or is this a totally new offering? Yeah, so there's you know there there's the possibility from from an impact perspective. Uh, I would I would say you know the current customers who who are le- leveraging uh, Avaya's on-prem solutions. This gives them the ability uh, to to quickly move to the cloud uh, and to move away from uh, your traditional CapEx on-prem deployment where they may be uh, hosting and supporting their own data centers, providing uh, their own, you know, security elements, providing their own, um, their own SIP trunking or, or networking uh, services from their own provider. Really, really what the IBM offer uh, gives to our our end users is the ability to move to the cloud and the ability to leverage a company like IBM um, to take over a lot of those services, right? So uh, to migrate the customers to the cloud, uh, provide any type of third-party application integration through IBM professional services or Avaya professional services for that matter, uh, and for for uh, IBM and, and Avaya to, to maintain uh maintain the environment um it also gives them the ability to quickly go to market and leverage new features so so as opposed to to uh, a traditional on-prem where you know they're subject to a a lot of uh change management rules uh we we can release and deploy software upgrades on on the customer's terms and and allow them to leverage uh the new features and and uh, you know become more more flexible and mobile in their time to market uh, on their side. So with Ring Central, a lot of the support for all of those products in the new cloud office is going to come from Avaya. Will your tech support come from Avaya, or will it be through IBM? Uh, today, today it comes from Avaya. Um, you know, there's there's the possibility in the future that that IBM uh, will become comfortable enough uh, to to take over that level of support. Today, they'll provide tier one uh, and, and some tier two support. But for the most part, um, the support is provided by Avaya. 
we are having some conversations with them. Uh, it is a little early, but we are having some conversations with them where they may they may come to the table and say, "Hey, you know, we think uh, we think we're ready to take over." Uh, you know, some some tier two, tier three support, um, and it, you know, I think uh, that that's ultimately you know a possibility in the in the uh, in the near future. Is there anything that Avaya customers need to know about this partnership? Is there like, you know, any top top talking points or really big things that you think this will bring to the table for Avaya? Yeah, I think I think there's a there's a couple of a couple of cool work streams that are in place right now uh, inside of the relationship. First is uh, an integration with with IBM Watson. Um, and anybody familiar enough with IBM is, is familiar enough with with IBM Watson. And, um, you know, Watson is one of those, you know, bringing the intelligent agent or, or uh, you know, a lot of knowledge management uh, back end services to the contact center. And, and, and the reason why that's important is really what's happening out there is um, folks like Watson will bring a ton of a ton of data into the contact center. Um, they'll bring a ton of lists into a contact center. But what what happens or what sometimes gets lost is what what action needs to be taken from the data or from the, the, those lists. And so that, that's part of uh, what's exciting about our partnership with Watson is, or with IBM is the one of the integrations with with Watson. Um, we're looking to do a very similar integration uh, to take advantage of um, IBM's <clears throat> Watson for Health benefits, and uh, and with um, IBM another product they they call Flexible Analytics, which can be deployed in the cloud or or on prem. So it's available to our customers on prem if they're if they you know they're not ready to move to the cloud. Maybe they they move more to a subscription type uh, service from Avaya. Then IBM can come in with. Uh, Watson for health benefits or flexible analytics and, and deploy on-prem and the customer maintains, you know, control and security and things like that. All the reasons why you might think they they decide not to move to a cloud or, or be an early adopter. But uh, on the Watson for health side, that's that's a that's a really nice um, work stream for us because again, on the uh, the healthcare payer side. You know, we hear time and time again that it's about actionable data. Give me actionable data and something that I can put into a workflow so that um, I can provide better service to my customers. And, you know, one of the one of the examples is is just purely like a gap in coverage type use case where a patient is is calling into a contact center to find out if they're covered for a certain uh, procedure and IBM uh Watson for Health already knows that they've been to see their doctor. They already know that they've been diagnosed with, you know, uh, say they've got a torn ligament in their knee um, and somebody's ordered an MRI and, and they're they're calling in to find out if if they're covered for the MRI. And, you know, Watson for Health agent intercepts the call and says, hey, you know, we see that that you need an MRI on your knee. Is that what you're calling for? And oh, by the way, here's the the closest five uh, facilities where you can go get that MRI. Do you want me to schedule that for you? Um, and that just that just makes the customer experience 
so much better uh, and and so much easier. And of course, then all the benefits of freeing up the agents for the more complicated uh, use cases inside health. So, so really, there's there's some really cool uh, integrations and work streams um, outside of just pure. Uh, unified communications and contact center as a service um, integrations that we're working on that I think, you know, ultimately will improve uh, our, our customers, customers' experiences inside of the, the contact center. Awesome. Yeah, that does sound really cool. So how do you see this kind of impacting Avaya in the future? I know there's a lot of integrations and cool things coming with this partnership, but what sort of big impacts do you see this having on different product releases? Maybe if you have any idea on that or other big things coming from Avaya in the future. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think the biggest thing on, on, uh, for Avaya, number one, us enabling IBM with their own uh, UC and CC as a service offers, um, and, and really, you know, kind of being first to market with IBM and turning this over to their, uh, their global technology services, their, which is their old network services organization. We've, we've turned this offer over to them to go sell. Um, and IBM is, has got a very, uh, um, deep reach into a lot of large enterprise organizations. So I really think, you know, Number one, it's it's going to help. Uh, IBM will help get get Avaya make us relevant in the cloud conversation. Um, I think for for a while, um, you know, people didn't think that Avaya had a cloud offer, didn't believe that Avaya had a cloud offer, and and IBM definitely brings um, brings some credibility to that, uh, especially given that we're we're deployed in their data centers. So they're going to be the ones leading and talking about it and talking about successes. Um, to include their own internal uh, IBM uh, contact centers, which they are, uh, they've they're slowly migrating over to the the IBM slash Avaya solution. They've they successfully migrated a, a couple hundred agents over in in IBM Japan uh, onto this this cloud service. So, um, I you know I think it it definitely helps both IBM and Avaya be relevant in the cloud conversation. Um, I also think it, it, it will allow um, both our customers, you know, the end users to be nimble from a, um, an upgrade and a, a feature uh, perspective. So again, the, the move to the cloud really uh, allows them to take on the new features and allows us to develop more rapidly uh, and deploy features more quickly for them to develop, you know, to, to take on. It also, you know, uh, instead of the entire customer base uh, needing to take on a major release, you you may find that just certain cloud certain cloud instances, certain customers say yes, I, I want to take on that that release. Where you'll get other customers who might skip that release and move to another one because they don't necessarily need the feature. And so it certainly will help help Avaya um, in the long run uh, from a software supportability perspective. Is there any other big talking points you think people should know about this IBM deal? I know we've talked a lot about some of the new offerings that will have and the partnership with Avaya, but is there anything else you can think of that you're like, wow, if I were a customer, this is something I'd want to know? 
if I were a customer, what, yeah, what would I want to know about uh, Avaya and IBM? That's, uh, I, you know, I, I think, I think ultimately what you have here are are two credible organizations working, working hard uh, together uh, to create uh, a world class uh, cloud experience um, for for their customers, but then creating uh, first class experiences that matter for their end users. And that, you know, that comes with, uh, and, and again, I think from a, a third party application integration perspective, you know, Avaya and IBM are, are definitely saying, hey, you know, we, uh, we, can, we can integrate with, with any third party enterprise application you need to. We can display the information you're looking for uh, we can do analytics on that information. We can provide that information back to your enterprise applications. Um, so both IBM and, and Avaya have adopted a very a very nimble attitude towards towards the cloud and towards uh, you know particularly the the contact center as a service environment. And just said, hey, you know we're gonna we're gonna deploy this uh, where you want it, uh, how you want it, when you want it, and give you the the uh, the analytics and the the you know particularly the Watson machine behind it uh, to help you uh, help your customers in the way they want to be uh, in the way they want to interact with your firm. So whether that's uh, whether that's a voice conversation, a video conversation, uh, a messaging uh, via a chat with an agent, um, you know both IBM and Avaya are committed to to creating. Those experiences that matter for, for the for the end users. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I think we got a lot of great information, and I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to chat with me. Uh, thank you. I, I appreciate it. And um, you know, one of the big things is uh, uh, IBM is a sponsor of uh, Via Engage in February. Uh, they will have their own their own booth and and personnel. Inside the booth, um, they'll be able to demonstrate some of the cool integrations that I talked about earlier, um, in particular with the uh, contact center and and Watson, and they'll be able to show some of the cool workflows that they've put together uh, for that. So so everybody should should look out for IBM uh, if they're attending via Engage uh, this February in in Phoenix. Perfect. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I hope you have a great week. I'll see you at Engage. All right. That sounds great, Caitlin. Thank you so much. Thanks again for listening to the IAUG Insider Podcast. Next week, we'll be releasing an episode featuring Steve Forkham from Avaya, where we will discuss the Ring Central partnership in detail. Don't forget, Avaya Engage is coming up in just two short weeks, and you definitely won't want to miss it. So be sure to register now, and I'll see you there. The IAUG Insider Podcast is brought to you by the International Avaya User Group, the world's largest international organization for communications technology professionals. Each episode is written, organized, and hosted by me, Caitlin Malinowski, and produced and edited by Katie Norton.